0: In 1 Corinthians 6, I tell you, before we read this, let's pray again, come into agreement about this and release our faith. Father God, we thank you for the word. Your word is life to us, health and medicine to all our flesh. Quicken us by your word tonight. Open our eyes to see and our ears to hear and our heart to receive. Let there come into us truth impartations, grace deposits. Make us strong to rise up to the level that you've called us to, to glorify Jesus. And Lord, we purpose not to be hearers only or forgetful hearers, but by your grace we are and shall be doers, practicers, those who live, walk in and by the word, to your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Said out loud, I'll get good things things. From from the word tonight. Amen. Amen First Corinthians six and the 19th verse, First Corinthians 6:19. He said, "What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own, for you're bought with a price. How many would acknowledge that? That you said out loud, I'm not my own. own. I've been bought. bought. I belong to the Lord. Lord. Spirit, Spirit, soul, soul, and body. body. Amen. Amen. You know, you hear people in the world say, well, you know, uh, what does it matter between two consenting adults? It's my body. Well, then you must not be a Christian. Did you hear me? What does it matter if I do drugs and mess up brain cells? I mean, it's my body. I'm not hurting you. It's my, Well, then you must not be a Christian. Because if you're a Christian, it matters. Right? Your mind is not your own. Your soul is not your own. Your spirit is not your own. Your body is not your own. We have been bought and paid for with a, a terrible price. A big price. Right? Bought and paid for. But I'm glad I've been bought and paid for. Amen. Amen. And I'm glad somebody else has some say so about my life. He said, so then do what? Since you've been bought, do what? Therefore, glorify God in your what? In your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Does it make any difference what you do with your spirit? Yeah. Yeah. Does it make any difference what you do with your body? No. Yeah, is God supposed to be glorified in everything you do with your spirit? Yes. yes? Is he supposed to be glorified in everything you do with your body? Amen. Go to the ninth chapter, please. First Corinthians just a couple of chapters over, chapter nine. chapter nine, verse 27. He said, 1 Corinthians nine twenty-seven. but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Well, you can see readily here that we are not just a body. He said, I keep under my body. In other words, I keep my body under control. Who keeps his body under control? He does. So he must. he's not referring to himself as a body. We are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. I'm not a body. I have a body. I'm not a mind. I have a mind. Right? And I... And to keep my body under control, the Apostle Paul, a man of, of a great faith, a great experience and revelation in the Lord, says of himself. He said, I have to keep my body under control or elsewise I can wind up a reject. I can wind up disqualified. Yeah. Friend, I don't care who you are, and we've seen evidence of it, of ministers who've fallen and people who were mightily used of God, who later fell in some kind of sin. I don't care who you are, if you don't keep your body under control, it will rob you. It will disqualify you for God's best and God's plan for your life. You got to control your body, right? Can you control your body? Yes, you can. And you know, if you can't pass up a candy bar, then you might not be able to pass up adultery. Or pass up controlling your fists. Or pass up controlling your your mouth. I mean, it's all interconnected. So when we're talking about reaching your physical goals, we are not just talking about losing weight. That's included. But we're just talking about getting this body under control. Amen. Controlling our mouth. Controlling our hands. Controlling our spending. Controlling our eating. Controlling our sleeping. Controlling our body. Say it out loud with Paul. I keep, my body under I keep my body under control. Say it again. I keep my body under control. Say it again. I keep my body under control. One more time. I keep my body under control. He said, and I bring it into subjection. The Greek there is very strong. One, one writer put it like this. I beat it black and blue you're not talking about physically hurting yourself necessarily, but you've got to be strong and straight with yourself. You've got to get yourself physically, you know, I'm talking about controlling your flesh, figuratively speaking, by the nap of the neck or the ear and say, now look, you are going to do this. You are not going to do this, right? You've got, you got to be strong with yourself. It's amazing, though, how so many times people want to be strong with somebody else, but they let themselves slide need to turn that around. Be gracious with other people, but be straight with yourself. Right? You ought to deal with yourself much more sternly than you would deal with somebody else. Much more strictly and straightly. Keeping that body under control. That's what it's about. And, you know, on the physical side of it, if I am completely in control of my body, then physically it should be in the condition I want it to be in. If it's not the way I want it to be. I must not be completely in control. I don't think I got even one amen out of that. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Thank you. Well now we, we begin talking about. You know keys to reaching physical goals. And getting this body under control. And the first things we talked about. Were, I might not have said it exactly, these words, but it had to do with grace and faith. You, you're not going to be able to do anything except by grace, the grace of God. If you're able to reach a goal that somebody else did not reach, don't you put your thumbs under your lapels and think, well, you know, bless God, why don't they do something with, you know, why don't they just get on there and do it? Friend, <laughs> if you did achieve some results, you know it was by the grace of God. Amen. He helped you. Because he, you can't do anything like it should be done without his help. It's by grace. Amen. That we reach goals in any area of life. Spiritual, financial, physical, marital. And so God gets the glory. But God gives grace to what kind of people? To the humble. But the proud he resists. Well, the proud don't want to admit that they're not where they should be. The proud uh, get mad, you know, if anything's inferred or suggested that I could change or that I could reach a different goal. The proud are, are hypersensitive. Feelings hurt easily. The humble admit, I need to make changes. The humble ask for help. Did you hear me? Admit they need to change and ask for help. I don't care what it, if, it, if it's an overspending or if it's in not controlling your, your sexual desires. Whatever it is, if you go around trying to act like I'm okay, I got it together, I don't need anything, that's pride. The proud get resisted. They don't get the grace. and They don't reach the goal. But friend, humble yourself. Admit it. I need to make some change here. And I hadn't, I, for some reason I hadn't been able to do it. And I've failed and fallen short. Help me, Lord. Come to the throne of grace. Amen. Get mercy. Get grace to help. Amen? Amen. Let the Lord use other people to help you. Don't be too proud to admit I could use some help here. And if somebody reaches a goal that you didn't reach, don't be envious. Don't shun them. Go to them. Say, how'd you do it? Help me. Amen. Right? Financially, whatever it is, don't shun them. Get help. Everybody say grace. grace. And of course, faith. We read the scriptures. All things are possible to him that believes. How many believe it is possible? I mean, the Bible's true. Is it possible for you to get to a place physically where you're happy with yourself? Satisfied? Is it possible? Yes, it is. Has to be. And can you do all things through Christ? Who strengthens you? Is it possible to get where you want to be financially? Is it, po- all things are possible to him or her that believes. Say it out loud. All things are possible to those who believe. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then Phyllis, you know, by the Holy Ghost, elaborated on those things. Gave you a lot of wonderful examples, I understand, toward that end. But let's go on today to a second area. A second area. And we'll call this vision and desire. Now, I think Phyllis got into some of this already. But I'll continue. Vision and desire. Uh, go, please, to 2 Corinthians the third chapter. Well, I'm so excited in my spirit about all the results that we are getting and going to get. We are going to whip things that have been whipping us for years. Yeah. We're going to take captivity captive. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And say, so, yeah, but I've tried for years. Uh, forget that. That was trying. Now we're doing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Because yeah. we got grace. Grace, grace, and through grace you can you can get there, you can do it. there's no condemnation either, and there's no time limit. I said there's no time limit, and there's no condemnation you don't have to be at a certain place financially or physically by next week, and I haven't said where I think you are to be. that's none of my business i'm not I'm not telling anybody a dress size or a A pant size or a a weight size—that's none of. I got enough to think about without thinking about that. This is just about you being happy with yourself, amen. Being satisfied with yourself concerning controlling your temper, controlling your mouth, controlling your hands, controlling your appetites, controlling your sleep, controlling your eating, controlling your exercising, controlling your spending. So that you're a spiritual man or woman and not a flesh ruled man or woman. And how many believe, you know, winning these battles and reaching these goals, will it enable us to do more for the Lord? How many believe we can be better witnesses? We can be stronger. We can do more. Amen. It's a fact. It's a fact. It can be an open door, just something as simple as, uh, as losing the weight that you wanted to lose or shaping up and a friend that you've known that maybe didn't serve the Lord or maybe didn't believe in, in faith and these kind of things. So how did you do that? Open door. Right? How did you, how did you do that? How did you get your finances straightened out? Oh, what? Open door. So well, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about how He helped me to do what I couldn't do. And to share the Word and to, get people closer to the lord in every area well in 2 corinthians the 3rd chapter 2 corinthians 3 he said now the lord verse 17 2 corinthians 3:17 now the lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty the Spirit of God is the Spirit of freedom. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of righteousness and adoption. No condemnation. I said no condemnation. I just, I just know in my spirit there are some folks that are feeling like, Well, you know, what if, I, what if I don't reach these goals like people are talking about within the next six months or six years? No problem. We'll stay with you till you get it. What if it takes me five years, Brother Keith? Not a deal. Not a deal. What if it takes me seven and a half years, Brother Keith, to get my finances straightened out? Hey, that's better than going seven and a half and being in worse shape. That's better than going seven and a half years and being in the same shape. No, no, no. There's nobody, nobody looking down on you. I'm not. And if I find out somebody is, I'll straighten them out. Amen. Nobody looking down on you, telling you, you got to be at a certain place by a certain time. And if you don't, then you're, you know, no, 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 not going to happen. Amen. Not going to happen. You go three years and you lose a half a pound. We'll shout with you about that half pound. That's progress. Progress. You go five years and you pay off $500 of your $90,000 debt. We'll shout with you about that 500 that you believed in. That's progress. Amen. We are not negative. Amen. And we're not going to judge. And there's no condemnation. We're just victory. Amen. Victory. Amen. And we're a family. Yes. And it helps when we're all in this together. Can you feel that? It helps. It helps. We're all believing this together. And we're going going—we're we're believing together as a family for reaching our, our physical goals. And the Lord's going to help me over the next several months. And we're going to release our faith. And we're going to believe God together as a family to reach financial goals. Amen. 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 And you watch what God's going to do for us in 2004. I'm telling you. Yes. We are coming up. We're coming out. Yes. Amen. Amen. And what we weren't able to do in years past, we will do this year. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Amen. You watch. You watch and see. And it's not because we're so amazing. It's because God's so good to us and He's so faithful and we're going to stay with Him and work with Him. said out loud, no condemnation. No no time frames. No time time limits. No 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 judging. No no condemnation. condemnation. Amen. Is that okay? Amen. He said, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is... Liberty. You breathe a sigh of relief? Verse 18. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass or a mirror the glory of the Lord, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now get this concept, get this, this truth, this law. We're changed. As we behold in the mirror. Here's a, a spiritual law. You become what you behold. It is a spiritual law. Now he's talking about. And, and you, re, you read about this in the book of James too. About not just being a hearer only. But being a doer of the word. And as you behold in the perfect law of liberty. And are doers of it. According to this verse. You are changed. It doesn't all happen in one millisecond. It is progressive. It happens from glory to glory to glory. You know I heard somebody trying to debate about whether they thought that uh, sex offenders. uh, Were influenced by watching day and night uh, pornographic materials. Wonder if that influenced them toward their criminal sexual behavior. Ain't nothing to wonder about. You become what you behold. If you feed on that and you see that and you see that, it gets in your mind, it gets in your soul, and you, if you meditate on that long enough, you will do it. Oh, well, friend, if you see Jesus in the morning, Jesus at noontime, Jesus when the sun goes down, you see him in Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, you see him in Acts, you see him in the epistles, you see him in church, you see him in prayer, you'll begin to do what you see. Remember what the Bible said about the apostles? They begin to do the works of Jesus in the book of Acts. And the leaders said they took note of them. They had been with Jesus. See, they saw that until it got in them. And they begin to do it. You become what you behold. you got to get a vision in you of what you want to go to. Amen. If physically, you know, you've got too much fat or not enough muscle or not... Trim enough, not tall enough, not lean enough, whatever it is. Don't just look in the mirror and go, I don't like myself. (laughs) Lord, why'd you do this to me? He didn't. (laughs) See, people talk about, well, you know, well, you know, God gave me this body. And they're talking about, you know, 100 pounds overweight or whatever. God gave me this body and I'm just going to be happy with it. Now, hold on, hold on. For, for what you're saying to be true, you're saying God ordained everything that went in your mouth the last thirty years, and God ordained all the exercise you didn't do. Well, God, God gave me no, no. Come on, come on. You and I are stewards over this, amen. And uh, so many times there's nothing wrong with our body. It's just the condition of it. And the Lord can help us. That was a little weak. (laughs) But we must begin to see ourselves differently than what we see in the mirror. We must see ourselves financially differently from what we see in the checkbook. We got to see ourselves differently inside. Got to build that vision into you. If you can see you that way you can become that. If you can see you doing it, you can do it. If you can see you having it, you can have it. It took years for me to see me having an airplane. It did. Brother Kenneth talked to me, Copeland, about, you know, that about airplanes and about what a blessing they were. And, and I was telling Phyllis today, several things we did last year. Even with our small airplane. That were, I mean God. I mean ministry, miracle ministry. And I told her, you know, I said, I don't think that would have happened if we hadn't had that airplane. Several things that the Lord told us just in a, on a morning. Get up, fly to that place and do this thing. Well, if we'd have had to drive... It would have taken two, three days out of the week. We probably wouldn't have done it because we had other things going on here. But when you can get there in an hour and you can minister for four hours and be back home by supper time, yeah, you Did you hear me? Yeah. You will do things. I've, I've ministered at places that no, that no doubt I would not have ministered if I didn't have that tool because I couldn't have even done it commercially. I couldn't have got there in time. It was too late. But uh, anyway, (laughs) let me get back to this verse. (laughs) Uh, According to this, you become what you behold. Read it one more time and I'll continue with that. We all with open face. The open face means nothing covering your face. Nothing obstructing your vision. Beholding means a steady absorbing gaze. Not a glance, but you're looking at it a steady absorbing gaze. And what happens? As you look into the glory of the Lord? What happens? Oh, somebody ought to get ready to shout. What happens? What happens? And that what we're believing for? Changes? Physical changes? Financial changes? Solical changes? You we are. Oh, friends, I'm reading scripture now. As we do this, we are changed. We get changed and it doesn't all happen overnight necessarily, but we are changed into the same image into what? The, what we're looking at. We're changed into what we're looking at and it happens from glory to glory and it happens by the spirit of the Lord. <laughs> you can get it. You can have it. If you can see it. Can you see you at that place physically? Can you see you, yourself, at that place financially? Everything in our life and ministry, before it happened, we got to the place where we could see us doing it in our spirit. Then after we could see ourselves doing it, it happened out here afterwards. The airplane thing I was talking about. You know, the first airplane that we got, the Lord dealt with us to get that thing. And man, I you know, I couldn't see it. I could see other people. I could see Brother Lester Summerall flying his airplane. I could see Brother Copeland flying his airplanes. I could see the business companies flying their airplanes. But me, I never had an airplane. I didn't know anybody, nobody in my family had ever had an airplane. I just something I never thought about. Me having an airplane. And I'd try to close my eyes and see it. I, I'd, I'd cut out pictures of them and... Uh, and I'd try to see and I'd, I'd close my eyes and, and, and try to see me in the airplane. But every time it was me and Phyllis on the ramp waving at Brother Kenneth and Miss Gloria <laughs> as they took off. Because, you know, they, they have airplanes. But that won't cut it. Amen. I said, that won't cut it. You know, the Lord's helped Phyllis, and, and she's reached some physical goals that eluded her for years. Uh, and, and thank God that she did. But you can't just see her reaching the goal. You got to see you reaching that goal. Got to see you do it. You got to see it. And you don't have to have a clue how you're going to do it. That's what faith is all about. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And there's no time set, there's no time limit. There, there, don't let anything put any external pressure on you. Just can you see it? Can you see you that way? And it took a while of meditating and stretching. And sowing seed and confessing and stretching. But eventually I could close my eyes and I could see me behind the yoke. Oh yeah, that's my hand on the throttle. Yeah, that's my leg in the seat there. And to look back and there's Phyllis drinking the Perrier. In the back. Hey! And after I could see it, it came to pass not long after that. Amen? Amen. Everything, you got to be able to see it. You know, it, it took the Lord working on us a little bit, but I could see us getting this property. Even with no congregation. And I could see us paying for it right away. Before anybody ever showed up for the first service. I believed God could do it. And I believed he could do it for us. Not just somebody else, for us. I believed I could see that happening. Amen? Can you see it? You got to work on this area in your life. Work on yourself. Work on, meditate, think about it. Tell yourself what's going to happen. Tell yourself what can happen. Amen? Amen. Work on yourself. I know Phyllis and I, you know, in, in areas of finance, there, there was a time when I, I, I worked on myself, seeing myself write a $1,000 check to the work of God. That was huge for me. I, you know, I mean, i never did anything above a hundred at that time, and see myself one zero 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 on the left side of the decimal point. And they got to a point where I could see, I could see us doing that. Keith and Phyllis Moore, one thousand dollars to the church, one thousand. I could see us doing it, and it wasn't long. It was just a matter of months, and we did. And then I could see myself writing a ten thousand dollar check. And then see myself writing a $50,000 check. Amen. It's progressive. From glory to glory, you're changed. But what are you looking at? The devil wants you to look at failure. He'll paint. If you listen to him, he'll paint a picture. I mean, he'll show you a DVD and put it in a loop. (laughs) Of you failing every diet. Failing every exercise regimen. Failing in your finances. Oh yeah, you made your confessions and you did this and that. And everybody got pumped about it. But then you blew it. And you failed. And five years later, you're worse off. And ten years later, you're. he wants to show you that. Because if you see that and you see that happening, that's what will happen for you. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Don't let him play his movies for you. Cut him off like a faucet and let God show you what He can do for you. Let Him show you how He's bringing you up and bringing you out, getting you to a place you hadn't been before. If you can see it, you can have it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can see you doing it, you can do it. Might not happen overnight, but you can. Say it out loud I can. can. Do Do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me. me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Not just see it happening for somebody else now. See it happening for you. I remember uh, Dr. Kenneth Hagin. My spiritual father. Who's gone home to be with the Lord now. Shouting up and down the streets of glory. The Lord dealt with him. Earlier in his ministry. To believe and release his faith. For $10,000. One-time offering into the ministry, ten thousand dollars. So he did, and in process of time, it came in. Later on, the Lord dealt with him to release his faith and claim one million dollars one-time offering coming into the ministry. He did, and he stood, and uh, and and it came in. Fellow brought two five hundred thousand dollar cashier checks and gave them to him. After that, he put his faith on somebody's going to give the ministry one-time offering, two million dollars. One time offering. And I was there the day it came in. Glory to God. And and I was shouting about that two million that had come into the ministry for them. And shouting about it. And the Lord asked me a question. He said, what are you saying? (laughs) See, it's not enough to just get caught up in what God is doing for somebody else. What are you saying? What are you seeing happen for you? What are you seeing God do with you? Thank God. Be encouraged when you see for somebody else. But realize God's no respecter of persons. He'll do for you too. What are you saying? So I immediately begin to say. (laughs) This such and such. We'll get a one time offering. And another thing. We'll get a one time offering. And several things have happened. Came in just like that. And we're saying some other things now. What are you saying? Look at your neighbor. Say what are you saying? What are you saying? Well, I don't know, just nothing in particular. Well, like Brother Hagen used to always say, that's what you'll get, nothing in particular. <laughs> so you better say something in particular, what the Lord has put on your heart. Now, uh, turn with me, please, to the, the book of Psalms. And let me read a couple of scriptures to you. Psalm 37. In Psalm 37, are you there? Psalm 37, let's begin reading in the third verse. Psalm 37 and verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land and verily you shall be fed. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. How many believe this? Just like it's written. That if you delight yourself in the Lord. He'll do what? He'll do what? Well, you know, it ain't that big of a deal. I mean, whether I... Lose that 20 pounds or whether i you know, unable to wear the kind of clothes I want to. It is a deal. If it's a desire of yours, God wants you to have it. Not that big of a deal, you know, if I'm completely out of debt or if I'm able to. It is a big deal. There's no reason for you not to have it. As far as God's concerned, I mean, it's not that it's, it's not his will. It is his will. So, so, yeah, but you know, God told us he'd give us our needs, but he never said he'd give us our, our desires. Can you read? Can you read? Hello. This is the word for desire. Look it up. And this is not the only place. I'm going to show you some more here in just a minute. Do you believe God cares about you? And it is his will to give you the desires of your heart. Hmm? Not just your basic necessities. Your desires. Is it his will to give you? The desires of your heart. Yes, it is. He told you he would. Trust in him, He'd bring it to pass. Go to the hundred forty-fifth, one forty-fifth psalm. Psalm 145. Psalm 145. and verse 16: Is this the word of the Lord? This is God talking to us. Psalm 145, 16. Talking about the Lord. You open your hand and what? Satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all His ways. And holy in all His works. The Lord is near unto all that call upon Him. And to all that call upon Him in truth. He will Fulfill the desire of them that fear him. Is it written? He will fulfill the desire. Desire. Of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and save them. The Lord preserves all them that love him. All the wicked will He destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord. And let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Will he fulfill your desire? Yes. He said he would right here. Amen. Right? Amen. Right here. He said he would. Can you have your desire in these areas? Yeah. Yes, you can. Is it the will of God? Yes. Yes, it is. Don't turn there, but listen to these. Proverbs ten twenty four. The desire of the righteous shall be granted. Do you like that? Yeah. Proverbs ten twenty four. The desire of the righteous shall be granted granted. Proverbs 13 two places there it says when the desire comes it's a tree of life and the desire accomplished is sweet to the soul. Hallelujah. There's going to be some folk ere the year is out you're going to be saying how sweet it is. <laughs> Woo! There's going to be some husbands and wives saying how sweet it is. Some people concerning their finances. How sweet it is. How sweet victory is. After years of seeming defeat. Seeming failure in the same area. How sweet it is. When the desire comes and is accomplished. You know that's the will of God. You know he loves you. You know he wants your heart satisfied. And your desire fulfilled. Now, go with me, please, to Luke. Luke chapter 14. Let me get into the the other part of this. Luke chapter 14. Thanks be unto God. Gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Always causes us to triumph. Luke 14. Are you there? How many are convinced that God will give you your heart's desire? Yes. Not just your basic necessities. He'll give you your desires. If you love Him and you're pursuing Him and His things are the most important to you, He'll give you your heart's desire. Not, not just what you need only, but your desire. Desire. He's done it for me so many times, I couldn't doubt it. Amen? He's given me all kind of stuff. This is just not necessary at all. (laughs) And if anybody got anything to say about it, they need to talk to him because he's the one that gave it to me. And I got scripture for it. He gives us richly all things to enjoy. What purpose does that serve? I enjoy it. That's it. What purpose is that bright red motorcycle with the chrome engine, serve? I enjoy it. That's enough. Amen. Amen. Just the desire. Amen. Maybe you like guns. Maybe you like, uh, you know, beautiful shotguns with gold engraving and all. You you can shoot a duck with a rusty one. What do you have to have one with all that engraving? Because you enjoy it. I don't care if all you do is. Is put it in the case and look at it. Don't have to serve any other purpose. He'll give you the desires. Of your heart. Amen. When he is your life. He is your purpose. He is your Lord. And you follow him. He'll give you the desires. Of your heart. Amen. Gives us richly. All things to enjoy. Luke 14, are you there? Luke 14. We talked about vision and we begun to talk about desire, but let's focus in a little closer on, on desire, another side of desire. Luke 14 and verse 25. Luke fourteen twenty five, and there went a great multitude, great multitudes rather, with him, and he turned and said to them, this is Luke 14, now 26, if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Is this true? That was weak. You know who said this, don't you? Okay, is it true? (laughs) Whether you understand it or not, it's true. But you know, one definition of this word hate, if you look it up in Strong's Concordance, one definition of the word hate is literally to love less. It's, it's a comparative thing. To love less. Is God telling us that we are to hate our family? No. Certainly not. Certainly not. Well then how, how are we to understand this? Two things. And, and, and you'll see a, one aspect of what I've just told you. And then the fullness of the use of the word. Look, look at the whole thing. If any man come to me. And hate not his father, mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, and his own life also. He cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. What's he talking about? Anything or anybody that you love more than him. Anything or anybody that would hold you out and prevent you from following God and doing his will for your life You ought to despise the hindrance. Did you hear me? You'll see as we go on further, you must make a decision, you must make a choice, and you must count the cost. Right? If daddy wants you to go this way, and the Lord wants you to go the other way, you must love daddy less. Did you hear me? Then you love the Lord. And you must actually detest and despise. Not that you're, you know, just hating the person of your father, but you must despise anything that would hold you back from serving God. Amen? Amen. Must be very strongly and not vacillate, not waver about it. No man can serve two masters. If your wife is your Lord, then Jesus is not. Hmm? If your mama is your Lord and runs your life, then Jesus does not. If you run your own life, then Jesus does not. Right? That's what he's talking about. Now keep reading though and you see it, it this all goes together. Keep reading. For, verse 28, for, that means it all goes together. For, which of you, intending to build a tower, sits not down first, and what? Counteth the cost counts the cost. Whether he have sufficient to finish it, lest haply after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish it. Now that's the second time he uses that word, finish it. All that behold it begin to mock and say, "This man began to build and was not able to." Third time. I understand. Any time the Bible repeats something three times. You better wake up. What's he he talking about? Finishing. 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 Now this has application to finishing your course for Jesus. Finishing the plan he has for your life. But it, it applies to every other area too. Along the way. Including physical things. We're starting some things. Here aren't we? We're starting towards some physical goals. We're starting towards some financial goals. We're starting towards some spiritual goals. And what is the will of God? That we finish it. Right? How many times people have made all kind of New Year's resolutions. Had all kind of good intentions. All kind of plans about what they were going to do. But they did not finish we're going to believe God and give this to the church, but it never happened. We're going to reach this physical goal, but it never happened. We're going to do this or that, but they never finished it. According to this passage, why did they not finish it? The they did not count the cost and, and, you know, understandably make the necessary commitment to it. They didn't count the cost. And this is why people fail to reach goals. Whether it's financial, physical, whatever, people fail to reach goals because they don't count the cost. Now, when you're counting the cost, you're you're being honest with yourself about what it's going to take to do this. Right? What's it going to take to be a Christian? Somebody says salvation is free. It is free. But didn't the Bible tell us, we just got through reading, in order to be his disciple, what's it going to cost you? Everything. Right? You got to be willing to leave mama, to leave daddy, to leave brother, to leave sister, to leave your own thoughts, to leave your own vision, your own desires. It's going to cost you that kind of commitment. Isn't it? I don't think this is preached enough nowadays. Maybe I'll preach more about it. We live in a, in a generation of uncommitted folk. They want it if it's easy. They want it if it'll happen by next week. Yeah. But no, friend, we're in this for the long haul. Yeah. Amen? Amen? We are, How many are committed to serving Jesus with your life? Whatever it takes. Yeah. Huh? Yes, are you willing to pay any price, yeah. including your own blood? Yes. That was weak. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a chance to stir up a little bit more about it. Do you love the Lord Jesus with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength? Are you willing to do what he tells you to do? If it takes all your money, all your time, your life, are you willing? Yeah. That's the kind of cost, price, you've got to be willing to pay. He said, if you're not willing to pay that, which is all, you can't be my disciple. Didn't he say that? Study it out. I mean, he says it repeatedly. Well, salvation is free. It is as far as he paid the price. It's free to us. But being a Christian requires commitment. Doesn't it? Well, that's true concerning the biggest of things. But it's true concerning, say, reaching a physical goal. Now you understand we, we talk about losing a few pounds or adding some muscle or whatever, uh, but but this is just one example of a huge area. This applies to all kinds of things. I say somebody's gonna quit drinking, somebody's gonna quit doing drugs, somebody's gonna quit sleeping around. I don't care what it is, you're talking about controlling your flesh. Why do people they they got high again, they acted a fool, and they feel so bad. They're condemned They're sick. They're hugging the toilet and throwing up. Please, God, if you'll forgive me and help me, I will never do this again. And next weekend, hugging the toilet. Hmm? That has happened again and again and again. Watch a bunch of pornography for four hours. Please, God, forgive me. I'm sorry. If you'll forgive me, do it again next week do it again next week why why they didn't count the cost and they weren't willing to pay what it cost to get it done did you hear me okay let's make it as simple as losing 10 pounds principle is the same if you lose lose 10 pounds of fat or 200 pounds of fat principle is the same you're going to lose 10 pounds of fat it's going to cost you something Right? What's it going to cost you? (laughs) Help me out now. What's it going to cost you? Come on, speak up. Help me out. What's it going to cost you? Cost you donuts? Cost you some cookies? Huh? Cost you some pie? What? Cost you some potato chips? Cost you having to exercise? Huh? Is it going to cost you? If it didn't cost you anything, everybody would already have it. But it's going to cost you something. Right? Here's the issue. Are you willing to pay what it costs? And we got here here comes humility again that we got to be honest with ourselves. If we haven't reached the goal in five years, ten years, thirty years, we got to be willing to admit we have not been willing to pay that price. Right. It's midnight. We had a big dinner. But there's a chocolate cake in the kitchen calling our name. <laughs> we know we shouldn't eat a big piece of chocolate cake at midnight. But our flesh wants a piece of chocolate cake. (laughs) You know you you know you shouldn't eat the chocolate cake. Now sometimes it's all right to eat the chocolate cake, but I'm talking about in this particular time in your heart you know you shouldn't eat the cake tonight. But you go ahead and eat it. What did you just do? You made a decision. You decided, I would rather have this chocolate cake than to get in that dress. I would rather have this chocolate cake than to feel good about myself physically. You made a decision. You chose that instead of the other. Right? Right? Let's be honest with ourselves now. I want to get out of debt and, and I want to give more to the kingdom. But something comes up and your flesh wants it and you're already head over heels in debt. But you you, you know you shouldn't get it. You know you shouldn't go in debt for it. But you go ahead and sign that paperwork for, uh, you know, 900 easy payments. <laughs> What'd you just do? You decided you would rather satisfy your flesh right now. Then keep your heart's commitment to give more to the kingdom. You, you you put off your prosperity. You postpone getting out of debt. You push it off into the future. You made a decision. Right? Yeah. And then people come in and cry and say, you know, the devil's attacking my finances. The hey, hey, he's just laughing why you messed yourself up. Amen. We make decisions every day of our life. Right? Our decisions from the past are why we are where we are right now and have what we have right now or don't have what we don't have right now. It is the cumulative effect of the decisions we've made last year and ten years ago. Right? Right? We chose this body we have. The condition of it. You chose it. I chose it. Every day, every meal, Every time I decided to just sit on the couch and watch TV instead of getting on the treadmill. Every time I decided to raid the kitchen at 12 o'clock. I was deciding I would rather have this than washboard abs. You made the decision. I would rather have this cheesecake than to look good in a swimsuit for my husband. Did you hear me? (laughs) It's going to cost us something. Right? To get the physical goals. To get the financial goals. It's going to cost us something. Right? Are we willing to pay it? Now listen. You cannot go around. Day in and day out. Feeling deprived. You cannot go around. Day in day out, feeling deprived, well, I feel so deprived I hadn't had cookies in three days, and I just why am I doing this to myself? I like cookies, and i'm deprived I'm deprived your flat your flesh will cry to you. Have you ever heard it? It'll cry you're you're mistreating me. You're mistreating me. And you cannot go around convinced night and day that you are being deprived. You are defeated before you start. You are not just giving up something, you're gaining something. You've made a decision. There's something I want more than this, there's something that I can have. That's better than chocolate cake at midnight. And I don't feel deprived because I'm getting something better. It's costing me something, but it's worth what I'm paying. Amen. Now don't misunderstand this. Be clear on this. If you say, well, I'm not willing to pay that price. It's still going to cost you. If you decide, well, I want, I want to eat the cake at midnight. I want it. I don't want to exercise. I want to, okay, you're going to get the food. You're going to get to not have to exercise, but it's going to cost you being confident in the way you feel. It's going to cost you doing certain things. Tell me what it costs you. If We just let ourselves go. We're in bad shape. Got too much weight. Does it cost us? Yeah. What do we give up? Health. Or health. health. You can give up health. Wealth. You could give up years off your life. That's right. Is that right? Yeah. What? what? Wealth. Huh? Wealth. Well, doctor bills for one thing. Yeah. Tell me, what, what will it cost you? Is it going to cost you something? It could cost you in your confidence. There are times people, they don't volunteer for things. They don't want to be seen, so they don't want to stand up. And they don't testify, or they don't do this, or they don't do that. Because they're embarrassed, because they feel bad. Or I've seen people get where they don't even want to leave the house. They lose friends. Lose relationships. And in the world, you are judged. Big time by the way you look. Saying, well, that ain't fair. That's the way it is. No need talking about what you think's fair or not. You could lose a job. No. Saying, well, that ain't right. That's the way it is. Okay? You could lose a, you could lose a raise. You could lose a promotion. You could lose a sale. It's going to cost you something yeah. either way. Amen. right? Yeah. The question is, which one do I want? Which one is worth more to me? What am I willing to pay? Count the cost. Don't just launch out into something. Don't just throw up a bunch of numbers. Don't just throw up a size or a tape measure or a figure on the scale. No, no. What is it that you would like to have? I'd like to reach this. All right, be honest about it. Sit down, look at it. What's this going to cost me? And am I willing to pay it? And don't be quick to make a rash decision. It'd be okay if you meditated on this for days or weeks. What's this going to cost me? And am I willing to pay this? And then when you do, and if you say, yep, I want it. (laughs) I want this. I do not want to go all my life and never get this. I want this. And I can have it. And I'm willing to pay what it costs. Amen? Amen. Then you've weighed it, you've counted the cost, and you're ready to put the commitment into it. Amen? And that will give you strength. When things come up and you're tempted, you'll say, no, mm -mm, no, I've already made up my mind. I'm willing to sacrifice that for now. I'm willing to pay that price because I'm going to get something better. Amen. And you don't go around day after day feeling like I'm deprived and I'm denied. No, I'm paying some. I mean, you don't go, you know, to buy some item that you've been believing for, you know, for, uh, you know, like this airplane, you know. We, we, we brought some money and, and turned it over when we took deliver this airplane. But I didn't leave going, oh, my money. Oh, our money. Oh, the money. Oh, the money. What am I saying? Oh, the airplane. Oh, the airplane. I'm not sad about turning the money loose. Oh, the airplane. Right? You don't have to be depressed about the, oh, the cake. Oh, the potato chip. Oh, I had to exercise. No. Oh, the results. Oh, the happiness of reaching the goal. Oh, the joy of not feeling defeated. Oh, the joy of the confidence. Amen? I don't have to feel denied. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will give you the desires of your heart. Glory to God. That's enough for right now. Stand on your feet, please. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Some messages make you want to jump and shout and run. (laughs) Not all messages. But some, you'll do a lot of shouting afterwards if you do it, if you put it into practice. I want to pray over you, I want to lead you in a prayer about us counting the cost. Don't cry, don't feel sorry for yourself. Believe God that you can have the thing you desire. You can have it if you're willing to do what it takes to get it, if you're willing to, to pay the price. And I'm going to pray and lead you in a prayer that the Lord will show you and me over the next few days what the cost is and give us a very clear vision of what it will take to get this thing done, whatever area it is. And then give us the strength to commit to the right path. And so we will not be blind going into it. We know what it's going to cost. We've already made up our mind. It's worth it. It's worth it. Amen. How many are glad you made the decision to follow the Lord? Has it cost you anything? Yeah. But what did the Bible say? The sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. Hallelujah. Phyllis and I have gone through a few things just in our few years of walking with the Lord that was rough I wouldn't want to go through it again for large sums of money wouldn't even consider it but you know it is nothing to be compared with the blessing of God and the glory that shall be revealed amen I don't feel denied I don't feel deprived it's worth it it's worth every bit of it and more Close your eyes. Let me lead you in this prayer. Said out loud, Father God, I thank you that the greater one is inside of me, and nothing is too difficult, too hard, impossible for the greater one inside of me, and all things. Are possible to me possible to be, as, I believe, as I believe and I can, and I can do all things can, through the anointed one Lord, who strengthens me. Strengthens me. Show, me Lord, Show me, Lord, what is your perfect will your perfect for, me, for me, spirit, spirit soul, soul, mind, mind body, body, family, family finances, mind, Show me your highest and your best, what pleases you, what is good and acceptable in your eyes. And show me, Lord, what it will cost. What is the cost in putting the flesh under, in being obedient? What will it cost? Help me to see it clearly and give me a heart and give me strength by your Spirit in my inner man that I may be willing and I may choose to pay the price and achieve with your help your highest and your best for me in every area hallelujah hallelujah Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now just close your eyes and lift your hands for a few minutes and believe that grace comes into you. Grace, strength, and grace comes into you to do this thing. Oh, Lord, nothing's too hard for you. You're my strengthener. You're my helper. Oh, hallelujah. Believe strength comes into you believe grace comes on you I can do it I can be it I can have it I can see it oh hallelujah 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 Lord open the eyes of our understanding cause us to see what we can be cause us to see what we can have cause us to see what you can do in us and with us and for us Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, strength is coming into you, grace is coming on you, strength is coming, don't look back, don't look how it used to be, don't look at the failures of the past, look forward, with grace you can do what you were not able to do, with his strength you can accomplish, you can reach, what you formerly were not able to. This is a new day and different time, it's not like last time. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge,